0: Can we just talk about summer for a second, the sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits, and Macy's has it all. From flowy summer dresses to those must-have espadrilles and Levi's skirts, Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals,
2: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it.
1: Everybody, we have a very special guest today. We have Corinne Fox joining us on the podcast, Grubbing In. Hello. Hi. You are a fellow podcaster, so it's so exciting to have you joining us today. So good to meet you. I know.
2: It's so weird to be on the other side of things. I'm so used to interviewing people. I'm like, okay, just like sit back and let you guys <laughs> take the reins. Like, what do I do here?
1: That's so funny. Every time I go on someone else's podcast, I, I feel like, the same way. I'm thinking like, what am I going to ask? And then I'm like, oh, you know what? What? it's not it's their yeah. job yeah it's your problem yeah no, i'm just, I'm just gonna sit back relax and enjoy the ride
2: no i'm really excited to be here thank you for having me
1: uh yeah thank you for coming on i was just listening to your 100th episode congratulations we know thank it's a you big piece.
2: It feels like an accomplishment, granted that I uh, I started the podcast in my mom's pool cabana during the pa- pandemic, and now I'm doing it in a studio, and it's like, wow, we've really grown from episode one.
1: Yeah, well, so when you started the podcast, I mean, I know the pandemic really helped a lot of people tap into just like other avenues, basically. What was your thought process behind wanting to start a podcast?
2: Um, it was really my best friend and I, and and we I, we found ourselves calling each other all the time once we got into adulthood. And we were like, "Hey, I'm doing my taxes. Like, am I doing this right? Uh, hey, I need to get my car repaired. Am I doing this right? Like, just all these things that like I'm a college graduate. I feel like I should, you know, know how to be an adult. Yeah. And you realize like you're not taught any of these things, and so. I just was like sitting in a meditation one day and like popped in my head. I'm like, I have to do a podcast and I have to do about all of these life skills that we're supposed to have learned that we have no idea how to do. And it'll be me and my best friend basically walking you through it. But it's not like a long lecture or like some old, white guy telling Mm -hmm. you how to do your you know taxes Mm -hmm. and things like that it's you and your best friend and we're drinking wine every episode and it's fun it's digestible and these are the real conversations that we're having so what time do you track
0: it sir what did you say what time do you track it or what time do you do it
2: well it comes out tuesdays She's asking because
1: she's saying y'all are drinking and we always say we wish we, but we do it like middle of the day. No,
2: it was a great idea until we record it and it's 11 a.m. on a Thursday (laughs) and we're like, okay, wait, this wasn't a great idea. Yes. (laughs) Well, the
1: podcast is actually called Am I Doing This Right? So it's, I, we always talk about that. I always say that with my friends. I'm like, why didn't we learn how to do any of these things that we actually need Like
0: they don't tell you about, um, uh, oh my gosh. Like uh, medical, what
2: is it called? Insurance and no, yeah, like medical health insurance. Health insurance. It's like we all were these so things:
0: confused. buying a home, yeah, leasing a car, buying versus buying a car. I'm like, I was not. Where do you learn this stuff? <laughs> a podcast? <I> don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, my podcast. But yeah, my my best friend and I, we do a lot of research. We make sure that we only use like .dot and like .dot edu, yeah. so that they're like very you know verified because we're not experts, and we we preface that like yeah. This is this is information from a non-expert. This is what we found on the internet. <laughs> like,
1: You're like disclaimer. You know what we're talking about <laughs> yeah. exactly. We get that. We often like every now ev- on every episode we do an email where we give advice. Just like if someone emails in like relationship advice, just anything, and we're always like, by the way, this is just off the cuff there is no expert background
2: but sometimes you do you need a third person to tell you what mm-hmm. to do even if you kind of already know you just need somebody who's like not involved in the situation
0: but you know what everybody everybody's not an expert until they are do you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> she's hit not hitting
1: on all cylinders today so if she says anything just go with it it's no I, I know what you
2: mean though <laughs> Right? Yeah, like we're, we're lived experts because we've lived through it.
0: Yeah. Like you're everybody's not an expert until they become an expert. I
1: I kind of there's this I love TikTok. Like
0: I love it and I find that
1: there's so much information, but almost to a like a point where I take something in and I hear it and I feel so insightful. And then I'm like, I should probably see if there's any information to back up oh, because right, right, right. they sounded very educated in what they were saying and it made me feel like it was the truth but like i guess any s- intelligent person could get on and just make something up and make a video and it go true. viral
2: right. you know like here's five facts you didn't know about this yeah. but they could be completely made up and you're like yes like- i see all
0: those with weight loss it's like drink water and this before bed and you're going to lose 5 pounds because this and i'm like okay <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do think TikTok can be really helpful for like specific things, but I do think like the the general anybody can say anything, Mm -hmm. it can be harmful too.
1: I was listening. So when I was listening to the podcast, y'all were kind of, it was kind of um, learning things about yourselves and each other and talking about like just different things you've learned, I guess, in your life in recent years. And one of the things you were talking about, I can't remember what specific question it was, but you said you had just moved in with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And yes. I think you were talking about, I don't know what the specific question was or what you learned from it, but the adjustment of moving in together. So I was curious, like, how long have y'all been together and like the, the process of moving in together? Because I, I love that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys live with your partners? No. So I have a girlfriend. We've been together for four years and um, but we we stay together every night. We just each have our own place
2: yeah that's where we were at where it's like okay we've been together for three and a half years now yeah, and we were like okay yeah every night we're at one of each other's houses like it's just it's time Mm -hmm. you know and i was really nervous for it because i'm a little bit of a clean freak Mm -hmm. yeah i just like like my things where i like my things i do things in a certain way and so i was really nervous but we had a sit down conversation like We both sat down at a table. We were like, what are the expectations? What are, you know, the chores we're going to be doing? When can you do them? When does it fit into your life? And I I feel like that was really our key to success is that we set these expectations. But I've realized that, and it's not, I don't want to overgeneralize, but men are not taught things that women are taught, like how to clean things in a certain way I'm like, You know, you have to like change out your um, the hand towel like every couple of days. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. So he's also learning a lot. <laughs> I feel
1: like those are just the things that when you move in with someone, too, and you're like sharing everything, because I I'm not I'm a freak of like hygienically being clean, but I can I'm like fine with messiness, but I just have my place organized like professionally. That
0: That's an understatement. I'm like very my
1: girlfriend's like I can't okay. <laughs> work in the mess and I'm like it I would feel better if it was clean but I can work in the mess but I had someone come and like professionally organize it so now I'm like the extreme where like if she leaves her clothes on a chair or something that's not in a bedroom I'm like what are these like are you what's what are you doing with these and she's like I'm just I'm wearing them tomorrow so I just set them out and I'm like okay that's fine can we
2: put them somewhere outside of well, the main area <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's all compromise. I've learned and like he came into my space mm-hmm. too. So it was like, I had to just let go of mm-hmm. some things like, like you can't see out here, but there's a ginormous surfboard that he does not surf. But you know, the problem. He I, wait, wants the problem. The let me
0: tell you, my boyfriend had a surfboard in his bedroom like i just got that out of there like recently and it was like in it was not even a surfboard it was like in a case like it was like in a carrying case and it didn't look cool it wasn't like on the wall it was just like up on the thing and i don't think he's surfed since we've started dating which has been almost three years now so i and i and my and it kind of encroached in my area of the room like this is where i put my stuff and it's dusty and so it took me a long time to get it out i finally got it in the garage
2: I did not know but that. I can That's totally... my plan is that I'm going to slowly move it further and further. <laughs> right now it's on the balcony and then oh, it's gonna, yeah. maybe we should go in the garage and it's just going to go further. Cause it, yeah, I mean, I think he likes the idea of having it cause then maybe one day he could surf if it's <laughs> here, but right. he's, He's never surfed a day in the three years that we've been. Together, it's so, so. funny because he
0: like does not care about like if I ask for more space in the closet, he will literally like throw his clothes on the ground and he gives me like whatever. I, if I ask for more dresser drawers, like I basically have the entire dresser. And now half of the closet mm-hmm. does not care. But the surfboard, it was like I wanted to take away his like teddy bear or something. <laughs> I was like,
2: why are you so attached to this surfboard that I've never seen you use? It's yeah. emotional support. surfboard. Yeah. Something. <laughs> My boyfriends also says six five, so it's a massive surfboard. It's not a it's huge. Six five. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice.
1: Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds.
0: If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tanya, is there anything better than a
1: clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Presented by 21
0: Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't
1: want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female-founded. Love
0: it. Modern women,
1: baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds Infused Tequila to your drink bar at home.
0: Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York.
1: So I read this um, interview that you did where you were talking about change. So your dad is a famous actor, singer, just celebrity. Entertainer, yeah.
2: Entertainer. Entertainer,
1: just general. Um, Jamie Foxx. And you had done an interview talking about like considering changing your name like while you were wanting to get into the industry. Do Have you kind of let go of that or do you still feel that sense of you You basically said you didn't want to feel like you were riding the coattails of his success And I was I wanted to hear more about that because I get the impression when you are the daughter of or family member, friend of someone at that level of success, you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't a little bit.
2: Yeah, I had a lot of pressure growing up to enter the industry, Um, especially when I was graduating high school. A lot of people were like, just go straight into acting. You could be, you know, making millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. And my, like, rebellion was like, I'm going to college. <laughs> and everyone was like, no, which is a weird way to rebel. But I really wanted to, if I was going to enter the industry, I wanted to do it because I loved it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it because I couldn't go a day without it. And so I went to college. And when I was entering college, that's when I was considering entering with my mom's last name just because I wanted to get, be given a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I feel like I was really insecure about it, but I was never sure if people wanted to be friends with me because they wanted a premiere ticket, because right, they sure. wanted concert tickets. I was just really insecure about that. And I wanted to feel like people wanted to be friends with me because they liked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I said that quote, and of course, it's like this headline on it. Like, I I, I don't want it yeah. to seem like I'm rejecting my dad <laughs> no, no, no. in any way. Um, but I think over time and now that I am in the, industri- in, the, in the industry and I'm an actor, I've learned to embrace my dad's last name and I've learned that, yes, it is going to open doors for me, of course, but it's my job to show up fully, be prepared mm-hmm. and do the work and that's all I could do and create more opportunities for other people. So that's how I've turned it, but it was definitely a journey of, mm-hmm. of getting there and being proud of it and being able to be like yes this is my dad this is what he does and I own that it is interesting though be, that you were saying like
0: you wanted to rebel because I feel like it, it's like that no matter who your parents are do you know what I mean like right. if you're but you, like it, like you know my parents always wanted me to to do something I mean the entertainment industry was so such a foreign concept to mm-hmm. them you know what I mean they're from Serbia so it was like go to medical school or be a lawyer you know just that type of um, expectation Expectation, yeah. and so when I was like oh, I want to work in radio and music I think it was kind of just like a what is this <laughs> you know like and I think that was maybe my way of rebelling but it's funny when like you are because I think for so many people in the entertainment industry all you need is like a little door to be open and you can you know what I mean like all you need is that and but it's funny when you have a little bit of a door you feel like you don't want to use it because you don't want anybody to think a certain thing or whatever um it's just so interesting to me
2: yeah it's like yeah exactly you're damned if you do and you're Mm -hmm. damned if if you don't so it's like you might as well take the opportunity and then I just feel like a responsibility to pass along my opportunities Mm -hmm. and to bring people up with me which is what I've watched my dad do his entire career like his core group of friends are the same comedians that he grew up with when he was in his 20s. And, like, yes, he's friends with Leonardo DiCaprio and all (laughs) the other people, but, like, his day-to-day friends are, like, Mm -hmm. his close friends who he hires on all of his shows and all his movies. And um, so it's, like, you can take the opportunity, but you can also, like, uplift people with you. You know what I mean?
1: I love that. And I, on the podcast I was listening to, you were talking about how it's really important for you. I think you specifically use, like, being humanitarian. And then Natalie basically like, backed you up and was like, no, she's not just saying it. Like, she cares about other people and, like, helping other people. And I think, I think acknowledging that you have, have a door that may be a little bit wider open than maybe some other people have the opportunity, but then saying, like, okay, I'm going to use this and do what I want to do and also use it to help other people and, like, almost, like, work my ass off to, like, make sure I take advantage of this open door is really cool. And I I feel like you listening to you now and on your podcast, I was like, this is cool to hear someone who you're very, um, self-aware and humble in your situation that a lot of people might just take advantage of and live their life and not think of anybody else.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And that's when I really started, um, I'm a ambassador for the national alliance on mental illness i'm a mental health advocate and i started working with them in 2017 and they had reached out to me and they were like hey like um will you just do a post for mental health awareness month and i was like yes but also i struggle with anxiety and i would love to work with you guys in a bigger way and I just feel like I've been given this platform that I didn't really ask for. And so I might as well take that platform and use it to guide people to resources, guide people to things that are gonna actually help them and enrich their lives. And so I've been working with them since 2017. Um, and they just passed this really, really cool um, initiative that they've been working on for a long time, which is the 988. Oh, yeah. Number, have you heard about yeah, this? Yeah, I just
1: saw this. This just happened like, yeah, like this week, It just right?
2: happened like I think yesterday. Um, but instead of calling 911 when someone's having a mental health emergency, you would call 988, it's a nationwide number, and it gets them mental health services. Because a lot of the time, when you call 911 for someone who's having a mental health crisis, they end up in jail, mm-hmm. they end up hurt because. The police aren't really capable of handling that type of situation. So anyways, I'm just going to put that on blast while I'm on the podcast because it's so cool.
0: Wait, this might be a loaded question, but for you, I don't know and if you've like worked through it, but where do you feel like your anxiety stems from the most? Is it like living too much in the future?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely living, living too much in the future. I think also growing up the way that I did, I felt like a lot of people were looking at me like actually in school, just watching me. And I, I felt the need to be perfect. So I struggle a lot with perfectionism and I work on it in therapy, love therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, that causes anxiety when you feel like you don't have the grace to be a human and you don't have the grace to mess up. Um, that can, you know, keep you up at night.
1: What, how old were you when you had that realization, like the, the awareness of what people watching you in that capacity
2: um when I was 14 that's when I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder that's when I like came to my mom and I was like hey I'm not feeling well we got to do something and then I started seeing my therapist who is my same therapist I have today and I'm 28 so I've almost been with her longer than I've been without her which is very scary (laughs) Wow. Really cool. I love, really cool. I, know. I love that. I love
1: that. You were talking about how you've had to let go of, um, or you were saying you couldn't watch TV shows where there were roles that you auditioned for and didn't get. And I feel like that's a very, I mean, I I wonder if I would be the same way if I was in your position of like really wanting something and like envisioning it and manifesting it and then not getting it and watching it have success. Um, But you said you were really working on letting that go. Like, how? where do you stand on that topic?
2: Well, that was something I worked on, honestly, in therapy. Okay. Um, I feel like being an actor, I mean, part of the job is like pouring your everything into an audition into three minutes, five minutes you have to convince someone. And you really do love this piece of material or this character. And then you don't get it. And there's obviously disappointment rejection and all these things and then you have to watch someone else do it Mm -hmm. and I used to have this like pit in my stomach jealousy and I realized like that's just not serving me I also once I started producing I realized there's so many roles there's so much there's there's so many tv shows like there's enough for everyone to win and enough for everyone to succeed and be successful and so um yeah, but it was a process. I had to be aware of it. Yeah. Or else that kind of stuff, when you don't address it, it comes out in other ways. The the actor's life, it takes... If you don't, if you don't have to be an actor, don't do it. It's the worst <laughs> job in the world. It's the worse.
0: rejection would really, like, it would really be hard for me. Because I feel like you get rejected more than you get accepted.
2: Yeah. I mean, you go out on 50 auditions, you get one. You yeah. get two. You have to think about all the other ones you don't get. And Ugh. also, I, I had to learn to just attach less. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, give it all on the floor and then walk away. And that's what it is. Um, so that was part of their journey as well.
1: Yeah. I'm, you mentioned uh, Zendaya. Was that for Euphoria? Did you audition for I auditioned for, that? for
2: Euphoria like a million years ago. When it first came out, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I auditioned for that. And I'm so glad I did because one there's no way I could have done it better than Zendaya. I'm so happy for her. But again, it was that same feeling of like, oh, that's something that I wanted. Mm -hmm. But you can also be happy for somebody. Yeah, for sure. And realize like, she's so the right choice. I mean, beyond the right choice. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, I also I was talking about this with a friend the other day. And she was saying how hard how she's like in the social media like influencer space. And she was saying how it's so hard to watch other people get the opportunities that you really want or feel like you deserve in the sense of like questioning why did she get that and not me and I was saying like it's a very human thing to want some like to see an opportunity and say like I wish I had that. Like I don't think it's fair to be like so hard on critical on ourselves but I do think there has to be that moment where you go okay, I didn't get it. She got it. And I would love to have that opportunity one day. And in the meantime, I'm going to be happy for her success and what she was able to do with this instead of it just being like the comparison game over and over in your head because that doesn't really lead to anything positive.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I, just say that unless you like live and die for acting, it's the worst <laughs> It's the worst profession. There's no stability. There's no like there's nothing about it that is uh, appealing unless you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I also
0: get like emotionally attached to things like I've been in the same job for literally 12 years now. And like I can imagine um, people that are on these sets of TV shows. I mean, what it's like really good if you last what five, six seasons.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: That's not that long of your life, and then you just have to say goodbye to all these people that you've like built these relationships with. Like that's yeah. just like I could, I'm just I, I I clearly have issues.
2: <laughs> like I, I couldn't. No, you're you're a normal human. <laughs>
0: Don't forget the
1: sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has
0: those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself.
1: Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If
0: you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting
1: for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Presented by 21 Seeds.
0: So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to
1: spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like Totally. And get this. 21 Seeds is female founded. Love
0: it. Modern women, baby.
1: Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home.
0: Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. When you started the podcast,
1: was was it instantly like, I'm going to do this with my best friend? Has there been any... Because mo- we're best friends. Like We started the podcast as best friends. It wasn't like we got paired together. Um, and so normally podcasts, especially with two females, there's normally like they're kind of either like put together because they're someone thinks they'd have good chemistry or it's rare that there's like two best friends starting a podcast. So have y'all run into any issues where there's like any um, complications
2: in that dynamic. I'm so lucky to be able to say no. I feel like me and my best friend, we've known each other since we were 13. We went to summer camp together. How long have you guys known each other? Um, 2016. So six okay. years,
0: six years. Yeah.
2: That's only six years. ago. I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. My I God. know. Literally me trying to do the math was quite sad.
2: Yeah. I was like, what? Um, so I feel like my best friend and I, we've known each other since we were in summer camp. So I feel like we really knew each other. Um, there were like a little thing, a few things in the beginning where I'd be like, Hey, like, I think you're talking over me or I think, you know, and she'd be like, Oh my gosh, thank you for telling me you know, maybe that, but beyond, um, I mean, very small things. I feel like it's, amazing to work with your best friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah, We
1: love it. I mean, it's, there's, I don't know anything like work wise that we've navigated, but like, you know, sometimes if we go through something personally, we'll just talk about it on here and resolve it (laughs) or resolve it and then talk about it is probably the smartest way to do it. Um, but I was listening when y'all did the podcast, she was saying how one of the things she's working on is, um, navigating her self-worth and I loved you immediately chimed in and you were like, I don't think that of you. Like, I don't think that you, um, it was something about her lacking confidence and you were like, I don't see you that way. And I was like, that was so sweet how you like immediately as her friend stepped in and were like, you know, that's not how I like, that's not how people view you.
2: I know. I, I think what I also said to her is like, and I have it on a sticky note, literally right here. Um, See yourself through the eyes of someone who admires you. Because I think you constantly have to remember, like my mom says that to me all the time. She's like, you have to like you have to look at yourself as someone who loves you and someone who's like so impressed by all the things you do because you do it so automatically. Like she's a jewelry de- my best friend Natalie, she's a jewelry designer. She designs candles and fragrances and all the I'm like, I could never do what you do. But it's so automatic to her that she's like, uh ah, ah, hmm. And I'm like, this is incredible, and so I keep it on a sticky note that that quote just because I have to remember it myself. Yeah, same.
0: Actually, it is interesting because I feel like um, I love sharing stuff like that, like just like little quotes or things that really kind of resonate with you. Is there any like piece of advice or anything that you've really that you've learned or somebody said to you in your career that just like really kind of changed your perspective on things? Hmm.
2: I would say I obviously I've watched my dad a lot in the way he's navigated his career. And I think he did a really good job raising me in the fact that he kept Hollywood, quote unquote, this separate thing. Mm-hmm. It was not our lives. We lived like out in the valley, far away. I had a normal life. I worked at Victoria's Secret growing up. Like I just that was something else. And I think in terms of specifically my career, but also for people listening who aren't in you know just work a normal job that's one thing and your life is something else and like mm-hmm. to not put all of my self-worth all of my hopes and dreams into this industry that i can't control mm-hmm. that i can't um you know that is you know has its ups and downs and so to have my circle really close and to nurture that my friends my families my relationships things like that like that's really what's important yeah so true
1: What's one of your favorite projects you've worked on? Like in in everything that you're doing, because I feel like you do a lot outside of acting and podcasting. Like, what's what's your like, what's something that you've accomplished where you're like, I'm so proud of that piece of work that I that I did.
2: Um, gosh, there's so many like different avenues of what that means. Um, I would say one of my proudest moments is when I lobbied Congress for mental health reform with Nami. But then also, I did this live special. Um, of good times where I played Thelma Evans and Viola Davis played my mother and it was just like this incredible rush because it was this live thing that was broadcasted to millions of people and I will say I was very proud of that I was so terrified <laughs> I, I can't even explain it and it was just like I love overcoming a fear it's like my favorite thing.
1: Do you like the process of overcoming it or do you like the feeling after you've overcome it? <laughs> I think
2: the process is so interesting because you have to really like there's a lot of self-talk in there mm-hmm. there's a lot of like you versus you <laughs> you know and um I don't know I think I've always because I have an anxiety disorder I had a lot more fears than the mm-hmm. average person and so I had to do a lot of self-talk and I kind of like that process
1: I think I love overcoming it but I don't know that I could say I love
0: the like the process
1: <laughs> maybe it's crazy
0: it. yeah I'm like, <laughs> I can't really. tell you one fear that I've Faced. (laughs) No.
1: Yes, you can. No, I can't. Like, hosting the Oscars red carpet, you didn't have fear in that?
2: Well, that's not
0: fear. That's imposter syndrome.
2: That's kind of the same thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, look at me. Were you ever scared of, like, flying? Like, I was scared of flying for a long time.
1: No. On, like, an airplane? Like scared of? Oh, Oh. my God. Are you... Do you still... I have so many friends who are scared to fly, so... I I was
2: really scared to the point where one time I was on a plane... And the airline, um, the stewardess came back and was like, is there, like, a dog somewhere? Like, I hear. And I was like, no, it was me, like, yipping, like. <laughs> and they, were, they thought there was an animal on the plane. I was <laughs> That's like, so that funny. would be me. <laughs> you're
1: like, no animal out of out of. This. But now I'm all good. So you're fine? Exposure like, therapy. you fly you fly now and you're just calm?
2: Completely calm. God, therapy's the best. I love therapy. That's a me powerful
1: too. uh review for therapy to like that shift because my friends who are scared of flying it's it's deep. Like although it sounds like yours was also really deep. So maybe yeah, I need to encourage deep. them to really tap into their therapy <laughs> side of this to overcome it. Um is you, so how did you meet your boyfriend?
2: Um I met my boyfriend. I, I met him at college. I went to USC, but um, I was in this very long-term relationship. We broke up and I realized I had never really dated. Oh, yeah. Um, and so what I did was this thing called five dates in five days where I set up five dates from Thursday to a Tuesday with five different guys. I had a no kiss rule. So I was like, I can't kiss five guys. Like, that's crazy.
1: You're like, I'm not so the I'm bachelorette.
2: A <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I'll go on all these dates. And I'll just like get my feet wet because I'm just so nervous and I've never really done it, whatever. My last date was my boyfriend and I called Natalie, my best friend. And I went, we have a problem. The whole experiments ruined. I met the right guy and blah, blah, blah. And I told my boyfriend this story because when he was walking me to my car, he was like kind of going in for a kiss and I was getting really nervous. And I like got in my car and slammed the door and he thought, oh, OK, I guess it didn't go well. But then I told him I had a no kiss rule and he was like, it makes so much more sense because you were being so weird. <laughs> he
1: was like, everything was fine until literally the last 10 seconds. The last <laughs> second where
2: he's like going in, I'm like, okay, bye and slam my car door and drive away. And he's like, okay, I guess it didn't go well. Wow. I like that game. I like Five that rule
1: too. Did you, ha- were the first four dates like immediate no's or did you have um, some like... No, uh-huh.
2: there were two were immediate no's two were like one was like insane. And like it was a bad situation, but the other three were okay, except or other two were okay, except for my boyfriend, which was like exceptional. And then I saw them a couple more times maybe. And then I was just like, no, it's, it's him. I didn't want to find a boyfriend. I was like, no, I just had like a long term relationship. I don't want this. I
1: I love that. I was I was going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, wait for a date where you say it was exceptional. That was such a like simple but
0: telling. Yeah, I know. Difference. But like the fact that it happened after your fifth date is so funny because I feel like I did this for a year. I was like, I'm going to I can't remember. I called it something the year of ye. No, yes. no relation. No, the year was like oh. the year of no relationships. Like I, because I felt like I was going on dates and I was just interviewing people and I wasn't like enjoying my time dating. So I was like, I'm just gonna take it off the table. No relationships, just pure fun, and it was not fun. I did some humdingers. <laughs> like I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, I thought you were
2: gonna say.
0: And then I found my boyfriend.
2: And no, no, no. <laughs>
0: he came way later. He came way later. Did you, were these just from random God. guys? God just dropped him <laughs> right there when I needed it.
1: <laughs> were they just
2: random guys, or were you on an app, or, or I had met my boyfriend in college, but we had never really connected. So I knew, kind of knew him. One guy had been pursuing me forever, and I was like, "Fine, I'll go on a date with you." And then the other three were just from Raya or whatever. Okay. They were just random guys. I, I was gonna
1: say that's a fun way of looking at dating, where it's like I'm just gonna date and enjoy being. Well, hopefully courted I guess you know like have men just take you on a date pay for a nice meal
2: (laughs) yeah I don't know I think I've seen my single friends really get in their head about dating and I was really in my head about it so I was like if I have five in a row like by date three I should start feeling good and I'm glad I saved my boyfriend for the last day because I think if I'd went the first day with him I would have been so socially awkward <laughs> he would have been like what is wrong with this girl yeah so I got so pra- it was just practice
0: you were
1: like a professional dater by the time you got to y'all's date
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so true though
1: <laughs> I love that um okay where can people find you on instagram tiktok what projects oh, are gosh, you working don't on? Don't look at
2: my TikTok. It's a disaster. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> None of My 14 year old sister is helping me. <laughs> oh, it's <God>. terrible. <laughs> um, you, know, you can follow me at Corinne Fox on Instagram, um, TikTok if you want. Uh, but I warned you. Uh, <laughs> but my podcast name is Am I Doing This Right? And you can follow us at Am I Doing This Right Pod um, on Instagram. We also have a TikTok too. Oh,
1: perfect. And then also Beach Shazam.
2: Oh, yeah, Beach Shazam airs. <laughs> Thank you for telling me the <laughs> new TV show. Uh, Beach Shazam airs uh, Mondays, uh, 9, 10 Central on Fox.
1: There you go. There you well, go. thank you for taking time and hanging out. And everyone, go follow Corinne on TikTok. Oh, God, yes, please
2: don't. Don't look at my TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's just finding our way. We're all just finding our way. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard, and I really don't know what I'm doing.
1: It's fun to scroll, hard to create. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you both. You're so lovely. Thank, thank you, so much Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Get rid of that surfboard. <laughs> Dot com.